The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pelleta. Another move lower for U.S. equities. We've got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close here. Stocks are falling as heightened political and security risks rattle emerging markets, adding to the anxiety surrounding the outlook for U.S. interest rates. The S&P 500 index down now 15 points at 2171 a drop of seven-tenths of one percent. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 93 points, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is down 53 points, a drop of one percent. The 10-year down 230 seconds, the yield 1.55 percent. Gold down 1760 the ounce to 1324, a drop of 1.3 percent. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate down 2.9 percent, declining a dollar 38 a barrel to $46.71. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Alex Brinka, and for Kathleen Hayes today, um, and now we are looking for great investment opportunities. Here with a few uh, from his uh, book of tricks is David Dietz, founder, president, and chief investment strategist at Point View Wealth Management, who helps oversee about $250 million from Summit, New Jersey. David, where are you finding opportunities these days? Well, we're looking at areas which are out of favor, have not performed well. The valuations look attractive, and really there's some reason for a catalyst for better opportunities ahead. The first one I would highlight is financial services. Um, there's no bubble there, despite the other market indices near record highs. In fact, this is the one group that has never really recovered. And why are they being held back? The first one, of course, first reason is the low interest rates is keeping a lid on their pricing on their loans. And certainly by two, uh, by Friday at this time, we'll know a little bit more about perhaps the trajectory of interest rates. Most people think interest rates are going up eventually. This may be a great opportunity to take positions in financial services stocks, particularly banks, to take advantage of potentially higher interest rates going forward. Banks, are we talking U.S. firms? Yeah, we're, we're, we're U.S. focused here. Um, we think there's plenty of opportunities, uh, on this side of the, the pond. Uh, one we would cite is Bank of America. Bank of America has one of, uh, the best franchises in this country with a coast to coast network of banks, uh, in all 50 states. Um, they cover the gamut from investment banking to retail banking and loans and dealing with high net worth uh, investors' needs. Yet this is a stock that's selling at just 
two-thirds of tangible book value, suggesting it's worth more dead than alive. And we think ultimately, if people see a path forward on interest rates, people will develop more interest in Bank of America. Aside from fundamentals, are there other catalysts you are considering? I mean, Morgan Stanley comes to mind with Value Act getting involved there. Are there other kind of potential upside catalysts that, that play into your investment decision? Yeah, absolutely. They got The banks got off to a bad start this year because of concerns of the quality of their energy loans. But since we've seen energy prices advance about 80% from their February low, I think some of the concerns there has dissipated. Second, of course, banks have been your traditional source of dividends, but they've been held back because of the need to get permission from regulators and pass these so-called stress tests. Well, at the beginning of the summer, all U.S. banks pass the stress test, and their plans to return capital to shareholders in the form of buybacks and dividends were all validated by regulators. So I think you could easily see a situation where the banks start to pay back a lot more of their earnings, and that's going to attract investor interest. David Dietz, just comparing J.P. Morgan Chase, for example, and Bank of America, the yield, uh, dividend yield on Bank of America under 2 percent, the yield for J.P. Morgan uh, chasing uh, nearly 3 percent, shares of Bank of America down 8.5 percent this year, J.P. Morgan Chase basically unchanged. Why would you favor one over the other? Well, uh, because the... uh, Book value on Bank of America is just two-thirds of tangible book value, while J.P. Morgan is 1.3. So I think there's a lot of room for catch-up in Bank of America. The price-to-earnings ratios are somewhat similar, suggesting that Bank of America is paying out a much lower uh, percentage of their profits in the form of dividends. Uh, Again, I can see catch-up. So here again, invest in the laggard for a catch-up and try and uh, outperform in that manner. Outside of financials, where else are you looking? We like energy. Really? Um, Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, one of the reasons people are are fraught with indecision now is you've got the stock market indices knocking on all-time high levels. But, of course, that's not the case in energy. Anyone who needs to know why, hey, in Arizona, you can buy gasoline at $1.81 a gallon at the pump. Just a couple years ago, we were worried about $5 a gallon. So energy is is the the anti-bubble. And, of course, Economics 101 suggests here's what happens. Um, Second year in a row of a downtrend in capital expenditures, the number of drilling rigs has been slashed. Basically, um, people have been laid off left and right. The banks don't want to lend to the area anymore. So production and supply is dropping. So we think we're going to get to a situation now that energy prices are about half what they were, where that supply demand starts to stabilize and ultimately starts to move up. And so we're looking for first-class energy companies to take advantage of that trend. Are we talking oil services companies, drillers, explorers? Where do you find the most opportunity? You know, I think across the board, one company that we're highlighting here is Baker Hughes. Baker Hughes sits at $52 a share. Now, last year, uh, late last year, Halliburton took a run at it. Remember, Halliburton, mm-hmm. Baker Hughes, Schlumberger, and Weatherford are the big four in oil services. So you had the number two and number three wanting to get together. 
um, to form a much bigger competitor to Schlumberger, Halliburton offered $70 a share for this stock that's now 52. So you know what they thought was fair value. Unfortunately, the deal did not go through for antitrust concerns, but I think it highlighted value. A lot of people who were in it short term for that merger have left. And so if you're uh, an energy bull, as we are longer term, we think Baker Hughes is an attractive way to play the improving investor uh, cash flow into the energy space. When you talk about Baker Hughes, uh, the uh, yield there, about 1.3%, would you consider buying one of the major integrated oil companies like Royal Dutch Shell? The shares there are paying about 7.5%. Well, you know, we, we like the, the sector overall. Again, companies like Royal Dutch, Total, BP, they're also under pressure because they're non-domestic. People are very leery of European stocks. As a result, you're getting better dividends. So, I mean, the interesting thing is you're getting under 1% for a 10-year English sovereign bond in Royal Dutch headquartered in, in uh, uh, London is paying 7%. Uh, what am I missing here? That looks like an attractive area for a portion of your money. You say y'all are U.S. investors, but are there other opportunities outside of domestic equities that you all are looking? Yeah, I mean, one area that we like is emerging markets. Of course, you know, Latin American stocks, Chinese stocks, they had just went gangbusters in the first decade of the century. But over the last six years, they have slowed down dramatically. But the fundamentals are still intact. One is they've got the younger demographics. So there's much better growth potential there. Um, the second, of course, the valuations. We're struggling with some of the highest valuations we've seen in the last 20 years. But the price earnings multiples in the emerging markets is about 10 or 11. So they're very attractively priced. Um, the one area that we're particularly focused on is Latin America. Why? It's commodity-based. If we're right on our energy call, and I think that goes to uh, other commodities like copper and iron ore, that will provide some stability there. Right now, of course, they're under the cloud because of political turmoil, but what we're seeing, for example, in Brazil, they're impeaching the president. Um, those um, you know, non-free market forces are being pushed back a little bit, and so we think the valuations are attractive in some of those areas and can provide a place to put your money in this very low interest rate environment and you're very uh, fearful for the high valuations on U.S. domestic stocks. David Dietz, I was taking a look, uh, courtesy of your research, at the Fidelity Latin America Fund. Uh, the symbol there is F-L-A-T-X, and year-to-date it's up more than 30%. Is it too expensive now? No, I don't think so, because since 2010, it's down 34%, notwithstanding that recent gain, versus about 125% gain in the S&P, but just drill down into some of the fundamentals. The dividend yield on that portfolio, courtesy of Morningstar, is 4.8% versus just 2.3% of the S&P 500, and the price-to-earnings ratio on that portfolio is just 13 versus the S&P's 19. Now, admittedly, more volatility there, but for those fearful of the high higher valuations and the sky-high prices here, we think that if you like dividend yield, cheaper valuations, this is a home for a portion of your money. Thanks very much for spending time with us. Uh, David Dietz is the founder, the president, and the chief investment strategist for Point View Wealth Management, helping to manage more than $250 million based in Summit, 
New Jersey. He's speaking about investing in energy stocks such as Baker Hughes, Schlumberger, and Halliburton, as well as bank stocks, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo. And he also likes Latin America with the Fidelity Latin America Fund, F-L-A-T-X. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg. I'm Pim Fox. I want to thank my co-host, Alex Barinka. Thanks for letting me join. Are you kidding? It's wonderful to have you. <laughs> Alex Barinka of Bloomberg News knows everything there is to know about initial public offerings. We're going to take you through to the close on Wall Street next. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.